Hello and welcome to another episode of the Troy Francis podcast with me, Troy Francis. It is Tuesday the 22nd of September 2020 and today I'm going to be talking about discipline and dating. That is to say why discipline, self-discipline that is, is important if you want to enjoy a prolific dating life. And that may sound like a bit of a contradiction or maybe that the two things don't go together very well, but I'm going to explain how they do in just a moment. Now, people have been saying to me that the intros for these are too long, and I'm sure they're probably right, because <laughs> you don't want to hear me yammering on about a load of nonsense for too long before we get into the main subject. So I'll try and keep this one short today, but there is a bit of news because I have started a an offshoot new YouTube channel, and the channel is called CAD Questions, that is Charisma and Dating Questions. And what it is, basically, is it's not to replace my main YouTube channel, it's a secondary channel, if you like, almost like an overflow channel, where I'm going to be answering questions that listeners and viewers and readers have sent in to me, okay? So it doesn't in any way take over or replace the main YouTube channel, which you might be listening to this podcast on now, but it is an addition to it. So the link is below. The channel is called CAD Questions. The link is below. So do take a moment to head over there and subscribe to that channel, because I would like to get that channel up to a thousand subs as quickly as I can. Uh, and 4,000 watch hours so that we can start to get it monetized and do some different things over there. But as I say, that's not going to replace my main channel, which is the Troy Francis channel you're on now, if you're listening to this on YouTube. Um, But I'm going to be doing something slightly different over there, which is, as I say, answering your questions. So if you've got a question and you'd like me to answer it in video form or in live stream form, which is basically what I'll be doing over there, then just go to the any video that's uploaded there currently and in the comments beneath, just type your question and I will then likely use it for another video uh, going forward because I'm going to be uploading quite a few videos over there, I hope. That's the plan anyway, I'm trying to do like a daily Q&A over on that new channel. So yeah, um, whatever your questions might be regarding dating, game, sex, the dating marketplace, uh, as well as wider topics as well, then just post them over there and I will do my very best to answer them as a video or a live stream in the coming future. Anyway, none of that affects my main YouTube channel, Troy Francis, where I will be doing the live stream CAD Live three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays at 11.30 a.m. EST. So remember that live show and obviously the podcast goes on this main Troy Francis YouTube channel as well. Okay, was that short enough? I don't know, probably not, but there you go. I tried to keep it as short as possible. And now let's get into this topic of discipline and dating, self-discipline and dating. Um, Of course, there's another... uh, um, Implication of discipline within dating as well, Uh, the slightly more naughty, kinky kind of discipline in dating, and that's a lot of fun. Uh, But that's not really what I'm talking about today, because as I say, what I'm talking about today is you, as somebody who wants to, you know, have a, a fruitful, exciting, varied, whatever other adjectives you want to think up, dating life, 
This is about you being self-disciplined, finding that self-discipline within yourself to make that a reality. Now, as I say, in a sense, this seems incongruous, doesn't it? Because if you're anything like me, you think dating, yeah, it's all about passion. It's about romance. It's about, you know, bloody, bloody, blah. Um, it is not about being disciplined. Being disciplined seems a little bit boring. It seems like the kind of thing that you think about in terms of work. Uh, it, it certainly doesn't seem the kind of thing that you think about in terms of the dating marketplace. But I have to tell you that it should be because, and we've been banging on about this all year, well, more than a year now, really, because now the dating marketplace is global, that is to say, I won't recap all of this, but that is to say that a girl who is living in Lithuania, uh, whereas before she may just have found a, a lover or a boyfriend in her local town, these days she can be getting DMs from guys all over the planet. So the, and, and those DMs may lead to further DMs and then meetups and, or Zoom calls and then meetups and then goodness knows what else, right? So the dating marketplace has become globalized through the internet and through the dating apps and so on. Um, and so that means there's greater competition. And that means that in some ways the playing field is tougher than it's ever been before. Not irre irrevocably, not in a way that it can't be surmounted if you understand dyna dating dynamics and social dynamics and you, know, you practice this stuff. But it is uh, certainly in some ways, in many ways, more challenging than it has been in the past, okay? And so in order to master this dating marketplace and in order to have the kind of dating life that you want, and really for the purposes of this broadcast, what I am assuming is that you're not necessarily looking for a high-quality woman who you're going to settle down with for 300 years and sire many, many ch uh, children with. I'm more assuming that you are somebody who's, you know, looking to get into the dating scene, to have some fun, to have some cool experiences, to meet uh, some cool different uh, women and, you know, have a great time. Um, if that's what you want, then yes, it's a lot of fun and yes, it's passionate and sexy and all of those things. But you, in order to achieve it, um, you also need to do the slightly more boring side of things in terms of being self-disciplined. Now, I'll explain why now. And this actually came from a question um, that I may even address on the CAD Questions YouTube channel as well. And this was a question that was posed during a live stream that I did yesterday, the CAD live stream yesterday. And the person asking the question, and sorry, I forget your name, but it was a gentleman in Germany, and what he said in so many words was he was a lawyer. So he had a pretty high-powered, busy job that obviously took up a lot of time. And he was saying, I don't therefore have a great deal of time for dating. I don't have a great deal of time to go and meet girls and then go on dates and make things happen and all of that stuff. And so he said, and in all, all seriousness, he was saying... So what should I do? Should I try to scale back my work? Should I, I don't think he volunteered to give up his job, but it was almost getting there. You know, he was saying, should I scale things back? Should I try to reorganize or, or what should I do in order to be employed in the way that I'm employed and also to have the kind of dating life 
that I want to have? And this really is a question that comes up a lot for me. You know, guys are always asking this. And um, it's funny, actually, because I was going to say it was a question that I asked. I asked back in the day, you know, when I were, when I were, when I were a lad, you know, I asked this question. But actually, I'm not sure that I did because for me, everything went together pretty seamlessly. And I'm thinking now into my early 30s when I was living and working in London. I had a pretty busy advertising job in London. Uh, I was working long hours. There was a lot of pressure. There was a lot of stress and everything else. But on top of that, I was also in the golden age of my dating journey, my game odyssey. It was absolutely the the golden age of it, if you like. And if you're listening to this and you're under the age of 30, then as I've said many times before, the 30s really are a golden age. It's a time to look forward to and to relish because things, for various reasons, things out there get a little bit easier in the sense that, you know, you're probably a bit better put together. You are, you've lost that baby-facedness You've become a bit more manly, a bit more masculine, a bit more angular in the way that you look. And yeah, you know, it's uh, the, the power dynamic in the dating dynamic starts to tilt somewhat in your favor. Not entirely, but it starts to point a little bit more in your favor than you may have been used to in your 20s. So that's all good. Uh, but anyway, in this period when I was, as I say, at the, the height really of my... Um, my journey with all of this kind of stuff. I was also working a, a pretty high-powered job. You know, I was getting paid good money. I had a lot of responsibility in terms of, you know, being responsible for big budgets, being responsible for big blue-chip clients, having to go and have meetings with people like the managing directors and indeed CEOs of some pretty well-known companies, some blue-chip companies having to go and meet with people who controlled budgets that were into the tens of millions, the hundreds of millions sometimes. So I was pretty stacked in terms of what I was having to do for my job. And yet, throughout all of that, I was also able to maintain what was pretty much the craziest period of my dating and <clears throat> sexual history, if you like, through that period. And it, it kind of just came naturally to me. And I'm not saying that, I mean, God, I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. I mean, is that really something you'd, you'd pat yourself on the back about? Probably, perhaps not. But um, it, it, it just kind of did. And I think that it did. And again, I'll, I'll refer to this. I talk about this every week. I do have this somewhat addictive uh, personality. And that has been a, a hindrance and a, a great boon to me throughout my life for various reasons and I think in this area it was a great boon to me because what it meant was that I was simultaneously addicted and acting out addictively in terms of work and also in terms of dating and sex that is to say that I was very focused on achieving in terms of my work or at least uh, you know, at least doing well enough to not get fired and to keep uh, collecting the, the bonus money, let's say. So I was very focused in, in that regard. And I was also somewhat something of a people pleaser. And I didn't want to let down bosses and colleagues and all this kind of thing. So I really, really put the 
I mean, again, you know, like I don't want to over polish this. I mean, there were times when I um, skived off, as we say in the UK, as much as anybody else. But there were also many periods. In fact, the majority really of my the successful part of my career in that in that industry where I was really putting in the extra mile. I was really working harder than most other people around me. I was doing longer hours. I was being very assiduous in terms of the work that I was doing. And some of it was quite detailed work as well. So you needed to really concentrate. It wasn't something that you could just phone in. So I was doing that because I had this, well, also I had, you know, a big mortgage and I had responsibilities financially. So I was sort of managing that. But at the same time, I was also going out and meeting all these different girls, and I was doing nighttime game as well. So this wasn't even just daytime approach. I mean, I was doing, I was meeting different girls that I would date during the daytime for sure. I would meet them in coffee shops. I would meet them in malls. I would meet them in the streets. I would meet them in big department stores like Harrods or Selfridges that we have here in London. I would also meet them on dating apps. I mean, I've been. On, on and off dating apps sporadically. I'm not on any dating apps right now because I have a girlfriend, but I was, it's certainly something that I've got, I, I immersed myself in, let's say. Um, and I, I was kind of doing all three of those things when I was in this corporate job, when I had all that responsibility. And I was also doing some social circle stuff as well because with that job came a pretty big, social life because it was kind of part of the job we had to socialize with clients we had to schmooze clients there would be a lot of event i mean there would be a lot of lunches lunchtime events but also hmm, things in the evening as well uh award ceremonies dinners parties nights out at uh, cigar lounges bars clubs things like this strip clubs sometimes even there was a lot of stuff that was going on and um I was juggling all of it. So when guys sort of say to me, well, I've got this job and I'm really busy and blah, 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 how can I do game? I kind of think, well, you probably can fit it in. And then I wonder if that guy is sort of just not taking all the opportunities open to him enough. And then I kind of think, actually, wait a minute, Maybe this guy is just a lot more busy than me. Maybe his day job is busier than me. I don't know. You know, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I, 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 can, I've, I know those guys. I, I see that they have to work very hard, very long hours. Similarly with people in finance who work uh, in London here in the city. And, yeah, I get that those people have very high pressure and very, uh, you know, long hours to, to work. And, of course... Uh, disclaimer, this is all pre-COVID stuff. I know things are, the hours are still long, but I know things have changed somewhat in terms of people not necessarily being at offices at the moment. But, um, but anyway, you get the general point that I'm making here. So I don't know, you know, maybe there are people whose jobs are so arduous that they just really don't have a minute in the day to go and speak to girls. But I'm not sure because I can tell you for nothing that there were periods in my career when I was absolutely slammed. I was absolutely snowed under with work. We were always under-resourced on our teams. We were dealing with very, very big 
clients. There was always loads of pressure. There was always multiple projects going on at the same time. Phone calls from 8 in the morning right up through until 9 o'clock at night sometimes. Having to be on top of figures. I mean, all of, you know, deadlines, all of this kind of crap going on. And yet I was still able to go out and meet girls and date girls and have sex with girls and all of that good stuff outside of that uh, imperative to do that job. So I believe that it's possible and I believe that for most guys it's possible. And actually Mr. James Tusk, who's a <clears throat> the British uh, day game specialist, you, might, you may know his YouTube channel, very, very good. Uh, he, I saw in a video recently that he did, he was saying... The same thing, really. He was saying, look, if you haven't got time to talk to one or two girls a day, however busy your job is, then I don't believe you. He was basically saying, look, every dude, and this is a guy, Tuskers, I believe, used to work in finance. He used to work in the city. Again, those are very high-powered jobs, very long hours, busy, bloody, bloody, blah, blah. And he was still able to talk to two or three new girls a day. And that's really all you need to do. This is the thing, you know, it's, it's sort of like, well, we'll get to this in a moment because I'm going to go through some points now in terms of what self-discipline looks like. And, you know, I'm talking about self-discipline, I'm calling it self-discipline and it kind of is that. But as I say, that, that makes it sound a bit boring in a way. That makes it sound like, right, what is your morning routine? You know, have you got up and washed your chakras or done bare-knuckle press-ups in your cold shower with your black coffee and all of that kind of stuff. And it's not its not even really like that, because going out and talking to people that you are attracted to is fun, <laughs> you know. And it's also, and Tom Torero used to say this, it's also a way of de-stressing as well, because I don't know if you've noticed, but if you get into a conversation with a woman that you are attracted to, then... More often than not, you will find that you are de-stressed as a result of doing that. You know, like it's kind of fun. It takes you out of your the minutiae of your reality. It's sort of sexy. It's a bit of a turn on. It maybe makes you think about what's going to happen, what's going to come of it, etc., etc. It's all it's all good, and so. Um, and so, yeah. I mean, it, it, it it's it's like. You shouldn't think about it as this onerous task. You know, you don't want to be sitting here listening to this thinking, oh, my God, I've got to be disciplined, right? What are the points for me to achieve greater discipline? It's just a bit like, like I always say, you've got to think, well, what is the outcome? What is the end goal that I want to achieve here? And if the end goal that you want to achieve is to have a life where you are successful in your career, because, of course... That is important. In fact, that's paramount, really. You know, what you're doing with your time on this planet is incredibly important, and you shouldn't allow that to get pushed to the wayside because of chasing romance or chasing girls or anything like that. Um, but, you know, if you've got this idea in your head of what you want your dating life to look like, and that could be you want to find a great girl to date, to be in a relationship... Equally, it could be that you don't want to be monogamous. You want to be dating two, three, maybe even more girls 
at the same time. Consensually, of course, you know, we're not talking about being underhand here or anything like that, but that might be the model that you want. You know, you might want that reality as a part of your life. And that is absolutely achievable. But in order to get there, you need to focus on that outcome. You need to focus on how fantastic it would be if you achieve that. And as I was saying, I think this was actually on my other channel last night, if you keep that in mind, that golden outcome, that vista, that sense of excitement about the future that you want to create for yourself, then you will find the difficult, boring, irksome, day-to-day admin-type stuff that you need to do to get there so much easier because you will know that you are doing those things and in terms of dating and game here, I'm talking about going, making an approach, starting a conversation, exchanging phone numbers, sending text messages, all of these different things that you need to do in order to meet somebody and then take them on a date. You will find all of those things less irksome because you will see clearly that it, it is in service of the greater good. That is to say that it is in service of you basically... Um, having the amazing kind of dating sex life that you want to have at the end of it, right? So you've got to keep the end goal in mind, and that will help you through the bits that you find more irksome. And the bits that you probably find irksome, because this is what everybody finds irksome, is having to go and approach, is having to go and take the risk that you will be rejected by women that you are attracted to, by taking the risk that you will feel some embarrassment or some sort of reduction of your ego, things like this, you know, those are the things that you will find irksome or you will find unpleasant or you will want to avoid. But by keeping your eyes on the prize, you will find it easier to get through that if you like. So, I wanted to now go through a few points that I just scribbled down on my wonderful piece of paper to codify this a little bit, okay, this, this thing about discipline. And there's a few points that I wanted to make. The first thing I wanted to say was, and this is really in response to that guy who'd asked me the question on the live stream, don't cut your job short, don't cut your hours, don't skimp on doing your important, serious work. That's just silly. That's not a solution, right? I mean, your job is your job. Your career is your career. That is important. Now, it may be that you hate your job, and I didn't particularly like the job I was doing, and that was fine. But, okay, you've got to be working on a solution to that. You've got to be thinking, how do I get out of this job and go on to the next one? Fine. You may hate your current job, but it's still your job, and you don't want to be messing around with that. You don't want to be deprioritizing that, because that is low-value behavior, right? I mean, the high-value guy ideally is doing something that he loves doing, and that is his focus. That is the thing that is at the forefront for him, and everything else comes secondary to that, including the women in his life and, you know, whatever, because his, his sense of mission is so strong that he's not going to surrender that for anybody. So... The first thing to say is don't jeopardize your job. Don't mess around. Don't try to do fewer hours or, or you know, go in late or leave early or things like this. I mean, that's, that's low-value behavior. That's not what you want to be doing. This is about fitting it around your existing responsibilities. The second thing is that you have to recognize that socializing and, indeed, game is or can be pretty quick. I've talked about this before. 
a short interaction can be as good as a long interaction. There's this, well, it's, I, I don't want to say it's a myth because it's, in many ways, there's, it's sound. There's this idea that uh, an interaction, say a daytime interaction, should be seven minutes long from when you meet the girl to when you are, have taken her phone number and you're saying goodbye. Okay, and the idea for the seven minutes is sort of because you will have talked for long enough that it will have seeded a, some sort of a bond between the two of you, and that will make it more likely that she will be inclined to respond to your messages and indeed come and meet up with you on a date uh, when you've said goodbye and then you're texting her the next day or whatever. However, in reality... And this is my experience and the experience of clients that I've worked with. Um, it's not really like that. I mean, yes, yeah, sometimes you can have a very long interaction with a woman and like seven minutes plus and it goes really well. And then she's absolutely falling over herself to answer your messages when you message her. But equally, you can also have a long interaction and it all seems to be great. You seem to be getting on very well. You seem to have this amazing connection and spark. And then you send her a message and she never replies. And you never hear from her or see her again. Conversely, you can also go and have a very quick two or three minute conversation with somebody. You can take her phone number or even her Instagram. And you can still be messaging her a year later if you live in different countries. I'm, t I'm not talking, you don't, want to be, you don't want to be doing that if you're in the same city. But you know what I'm saying? Like... There are, are girls, the clients of mine have met, and they've met them in foreign cities. They haven't been able to meet up since, partly because of COVID and et cetera, et cetera. And even a year later, those girls are still messaging them. Those girls are still enraptured by them because they, and, and the interactions only lasted for a couple of minutes. So it's kind of incredible because it's, it's not the length of the interaction that counts. It is the intensity of the interaction. It's what you cause her to feel. Right, And we are in the business of changing the way that people feel. Okay, This is what game really is. It's not about, could I keep her talking for seven minutes so that I can tick it off in my geeky game spreadsheet. It's about, have I made her feel differently? Have I made her feel happy? Have I made her feel excited? Have I made her feel curious about me have i made her feel anxious to meet me again you know it's about emotion it's not about time so understand that a short interaction can be just as good as a long interaction and what i'm getting around to saying here of course is that you pop out the office for a in inverted commas cigarette break you talk to the girl for five minutes two minutes three minutes get the phone number go back into the office that is good enough you know because if you've made her feel something, and I, I don't mean that in a seedy way, I don't mean that in a creepy way, but if you've made her feel something emotionally, then there's a good chance that she's going to want to respond when you message her. And all of this, all of this game stuff, for the most part, I, I understand that in nighttime environments and sometimes in daytime situations, Things can move more quickly. But for the most part, what you are doing in a dating interaction of this kind is you are seeking to get her contact details so that she, you can message her later. And then you're getting into text game, as they call it, or SMS game, or DM game, I suppose we could call it now, or whatever. You know, She has become 
a possible, a lead in your funnel, okay? And all you're doing at this point is getting her into the funnel, which is to, to say you need to introduce yourself, you need to create a spark, make her feel something, make her feel an emotion, and then get her into your, your pipeline and then move on, okay? That is what it's all about. And that can be done very, very quickly, okay? Now, I have a book... If you're interested in the next stage, which is how do I then follow up? Well, I have a book called Text Game Mastery, which is on um, Amazon. So if you go to Amazon, search Troy Francis Text Game Mastery, you'll see the book there. It's only cheap. It's only a few pounds. Pays for, a, I don't know, a, a cappuccino for me or something. Uh, but it, it basically, it explains how to follow up via message. And, and really, that's where the bulk of the work is done. The... The meat, the initial interaction is about emotion. The text messaging is about logistics, okay? So you spark emotion, you get the contact details, you organize logistics via text messaging, okay? And really, that's it, you know? So if you are saying, well, okay, I'm really, really busy. How do I, uh, you know, how do, how do I um, have time to do this? Do I have to change up my life? then really the answer is no, you don't. You just have to have that self-discipline to keep at the forefront of your mind what it is you want, which is that kind of dating life that you're imagining for yourself, and then understanding that in order to get that, you're going to have to take certain actions, that is to say, having conversations, getting phone numbers, texting, etc., and then realizing that those things in themselves don't take very long. You know, I mean, I used to, every morning before work, I would make it my business to speak to one new person, to socialize with one new girl and, you know, whatever, in the morning, and hopefully get a phone number. And more often than not, I would achieve that aim, okay? Because it wasn't, it's not such a big deal as you think, okay? Because when you, and this is particularly the case in, in daytime approach, you know, when you start a conversation with somebody new, during the daytime, it's likely to be something that they're not experiencing all the time. I mean, it might happen sometimes, but it, it's not happening hundreds and hundreds of times to them. So you're going to stand out anyway. And if you create good emotions in her, in that person, then she's going to remember that. And she's going to want to follow up with you. And then you're sending her messages, the right sort of messages in the right order. And, you know, it's not a difficult task then to get her out on a date and getting her out on a date is obviously the uh, the main goal of, of all of this so just understand that yes you can fit this stuff in and it doesn't have to be this onerous massive task it's going to take you hours and hours and hours on top of your onerous day job it really isn't it's something that can be fitted in before work during work maybe in the lunch hour if you get a lunch hour these days uh, or you know you take a five minute 20 minute break out of the office whatever uh, after work, you know, I used to go out every night after work for a very long time, either doing nighttime stuff or, or, or some daytime approaches or a bit of both. Absolutely doable. Um, and then at weekends, you know, I mean, maybe you work weekends as well. Okay, fine, but you can likely take an hour or, you know, even half an hour each of the weekend days just to go and chat to a couple of people. You know, it's, it's doable. It's doable. And if you, even if you only speak to one new person a week, that's still seven new contacts that you've made within a week, which is more than most people are making, well, probably in a lifetime, to be honest. You know, you're putting yourself a, a, ahead of 98% of guys on the planet just by doing this, okay? 
So, yeah, don't think that it needs to be this long, drawn-out thing, because it really doesn't. And understand that you can fit it in. You've just got to start pulling the trigger and taking that action. Okay, I'm going to leave it there for now, because we're on the half-an-hour mark. Uh, do subscribe. If you're listening to this on YouTube, do subscribe to this YouTube channel. Hit the red subscribe button. This is where all my main content goes. But also, have a heart and head over to Cad Questions as well and give me a subscribe over there. And if you've got a question that you'd like me to answer in a short video format, then do then just drop it in one of the comments over on CAD Questions, and I will answer your question. As I say, this is my main channel. It will always be my main channel. This is where all the main content goes, the, the CAD live, uh, live streams and so on. But CAD Questions is a little offshoot where we can have a bit of fun and get more into some of your issues as well. All right, I will leave it there for now. I'll see you very soon. Bye-bye.